Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are listening to Community Matters. Food systems expert Mark Winnie and Jamestown Public Market Director Linnea Haskin talk about what a food system is and Mark's upcoming visit to Jamestown. St. Luke's Episcopal Church of Jamestown and the Jamestown Public Market are bringing food system expert and author Mark Winnie to Jamestown on Friday, September 15th. We have Mark on the line with us today, as well as Public Market Director Linnea Haskin in studio with us. So welcome to you both. Thank you. Good morning, Julia. So Mark, you, you have based on what I was reading, you have 50 years of experience as a community food activist, a writer, and and a trainer. And I was really interested in what got you involved in this kind of activism? Well, I guess I could say that, you know, it was in college that long ago, and um, it was because I really saw food as a way to bring about social change that, you know, at that time I felt was very important. Uh, to address and some of the problems that we had and and frankly I still feel that way I still feel that food is uh, something that any person and any community can get their arms around and use it as a way to address any number of challenges that uh, a community or a place has and you know it's of course we're we're familiar with such things as hunger and, and food insecurity but also, uh, there's a number of health problems related to food. Um, food also gives us an opportunity to uh, deal with economic development and try to create jobs and a more prosperous community. Uh, so it just seemed that, that food was kind of a gateway to so many things, and that's, that's why I seized upon it. You know, but I think it's more than 50 years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to admit. <laughs> And what are the things that, I mean, you're described as a food system expert. So what is a food system? Well, it's a very good question. And um, if you think about food as going from, let's say, the seed that you plant in the ground that produces something you eat and taking it all the way through to, you know, selling it or processing it or cooking it, distributing it and even to the point where you know food is a waste you know there's there's always a certain amount of waste associated with food and um but then you 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 so it's a food chain in that respect but it's also something that's connected to uh, as i was saying earlier to health um you know our bodies are you know with our whole entire health care system often is addressing diet-related concerns that we have, um, from obesity to diabetes to a number of, of food-related challenge, food dietary challenges. Um, and, you know, food is something that uh, we talk about in school. I mean, it's part of our educational system. 
children are getting food at school. And you look at any community, any place at all, and we see that food is a lot more complicated than just getting um, you know, a meal for yourself on a daily basis or three times a day. There's a web, a kind of a connection between all these different parts. And I always think that it's important in a community for it to, for people to look at that food system, look at that whole, and not just focus on one part. You know, most of us do that. I mean, we, we think about our, whether it's our own food needs or we think about how we provide for everybody in a place to, you know, so that maybe we're involved with food banks or food pantries or a farmer's market. All of those are parts of a food system, and we need to think about how they relate to one another um, in order for us to be more effective in making sure that uh, everyone's getting enough food, everyone's getting enough healthy food. Uh, we understand what some of the challenges are in our in food and food system. So a systems approach helps us just do a better job and a more effective job of meeting a broad range of needs. That, that is a, a very broad, I mean, I would say broad definition, but that's a very, like, you know, in terms of understanding what you're getting at. And I think a lot of things you're saying is resonating with me because I've heard Linnea talk about them so many times here in Jamestown locally about what she's trying to do with our food systems here and helping our populations here as well. So when it comes to, I mean, you're kind of active. You've, you've written some books. I think more than one, at least. Um, maybe more than I'm, I'm thinking of off the top of my head. So what what is your goal, like, when you come into a community to work with them on, on food? I want a community to, to look at the food system. I want it to think about all those parts and, and to get excited about how they can all work together. Um, so... You know, the problem isn't just uh, how do we get enough food to feed people who uh, perhaps don't have sufficient income to be able to purchase their all the food they need on a regular basis. Um, what? How do we? How do we more effectively use programs like all the federal food assistance programs that are out there, um, like SNAP, which used to be known as food stamps? all the meal programs that exist in our school system. Um, I want people to see those connections and begin to be inspired that a place that where they live can not only meet the needs of everybody in that community, but they can also generate you know, a much more vital and robust economy. Um, and the other, you know, the other part of it, frankly, is food is just fun. Um, you know, at this time of year, you're you're probably somewhere in the peak of your harvest season. Farmers markets are, you know, particularly vibrant. Um, people are enjoying that, you know, that that experience. They're, you know, maybe they're eating out more. They're, you know, they're going to more restaurants that are featuring locally produced food. Um, so, you know, all food is delicious. So I don't, I don't ever want to lose that, um, you know, connection and the pleasure that it brings. But it also brings a lot of sort of life and, and meaning to a community. Food has an identity. I mean, it's a, I identify with a place. You know, sometimes I go to a farmer's market because I, you know, identify with the farmers. Um, I get to know the farmers. I get to make that connection about where that food is coming from. And that, to me, just makes it more interesting uh, than just, say, going to a, 
a supermarket and you know getting getting what I need for a particular you know few days or a week. Um, so I, when I come to a, a community and like I'll I'll be doing in Jamestown um, next week, I really want to stress how important it is for every everyone more people to become involved in food. Um, that I think that there's a place for everyone, and that you know when you do that, you start to a whole a whole lot of options open up. A community becomes more vibrant, and at the same time, more needs get uh, met. So you know that's and, and I like and I also I, there's a term that's used a lot <clears throat> means different things, but it's the idea of, of uh, food democracy. Or even food sovereignty. It's it's the idea that it, that people in a community have both the right and the responsibility to participate in their food system, not just just get enough food to eat, but also to shape the food system that they want in their own community. That to me is the definition of food democracy. That we all, as citizens, have the opportunity to participate and create the kind of food system that we want in our in our own community in our own place and um, that that raising up that food democracy idea is something that I, I like to do whenever I visit a place like Jamestown and Linnea you met or you at least heard Mark speak at a conference you went to so that's how you've made this connection to bringing Mark to Jamestown right yeah, so it was actually February of 2020, um, and I flew to San Diego, I believe, for the Farmer's Market Pro Conference, and it was the first time that I attended a conference um, of that nature that was specifically for market directors and managers and vendors, and I and my colleague at the time, Lily, when we attended that conference, we were like, oh my gosh, these are our people. Um, and everything that we've been thinking and talking about and trying to do in our community, people are doing in other places. So that was really amazing that we got the opportunity to to attend that conference and bring a lot of ideas back to Jamestown. Um, but yeah, that's where I, I heard Mark speak, um, bought his book at the conference, read it, um, told everybody to buy it and read it because I was like, this is everything that I've been talking about and somebody else agrees with me. Uh, and it was just amazing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, in the back of my mind to find an opportunity to bring Mark to Jamestown because, um, you know, I think that it's important to have people who are not only, you know, experts in this field, but people who are passionate uh, to come into our community and show like Jamestown's not alone in the fact that, yes, we have challenges, but I prefer to look at them as opportunities. And we can really come together as a community. Like Mark said, that food democracy is so important. And we've had so many community members, especially over the last five years with the market really growing that have approached us as an organization and said like, what if we did this or what if we did that? Um, and, you know, we've seen these things explode, you know, um, the fact that every school now in our community as of last year has a school garden is amazing. Um, that's something that, you know, wasn't in existence even three years ago. And that's because the teachers and the students and the parents and the community said, we want this and they made it happen. So um, it's really inspiring 
to know that that our community can achieve what we want when it comes to food. Um, and like Mark said, everything from changing our idea of maybe emergency food services, but you know, supporting local restaurants, um, our farmers market, of course, uh, and just farmers in general. Um, and uh, like Mark said, everybody like loves food, right? I say that all the time. Like, who eats? I hope everybody. Um, and if people aren't eating what they uh, want to eat or what they, um, you know, could to be healthier or or just to enjoy, you know, eating with their family, then how can we as a community support that? So. I'm very excited that Mark's coming. As Chautauqua County being a rural, more rural community, I mean, granted, we don't have industrial farms in the in the city of Jamestown where we're, we're recording this, but I always had the sense that there may be more connect to where our food is coming from than, say, if you were in a larger city near us, like, say, Buffalo or Pittsburgh. And have you found that to be true, that people have more sense of where their food is coming from and how it gets to them, whether it's through the market, the public market downtown or through the grocery store? And I, I guess I, I'm, I'll ask Linnea that question. So she's the one who lives here. <laughs> so. um, yes and no. Uh, I think that unfortunately, like many communities, our farm uh, land is dwindling. Um, we have a lot of farmers that are aging out and they don't have um, you know anyone who's following uh, in their footsteps, whether that's their children or younger farmers. Um, and unfortunately, I've seen that it's not been the biggest priority for a lot of people. But I think the beauty of the fact that we live in such a rural area is you're right. Like you travel even ten minutes outside of the city and you find a farm. Um, and I think that that's important for people to be more mindful to recognize. Um, and, you know, there, I tell people all the time, like the majority of my diet, at least between June and November is entirely local. And people are shocked by that because they're like, well, where do you get milk? Where do you get cheese? Where do you get your bread? And it's like, there are people in our community that are producing and, and creating and growing all of these things. Um, I think it's for, for a lot of people, it has to be an intentional choice. Um, but I think once you start to make those choices, you can't ignore it anymore. Um, and you realize the impact that you have. And like Mark said earlier, you know, with the farmer's markets and having that connection with your farmer, I know that's the one of the biggest reasons that our customers love the market. And it's so much fun to see week after week the same families coming and visiting with their, their farmer friends. Um, and there's so much power in and comfort, I think, in knowing exactly where your food comes from and the beauty of Western New York and the, the different foods that grow here that you might not find other places. Mark, I'd like to add. Oh, oh yeah, couple. go ahead. Go ahead, because I was going to yeah. ask you what your okay. you have. A, I mean, no, no, it's okay. It was, you have like you know thinking, you have the experience of just working in this field for so many years and decades that. I was wondering, like, what are you seeing nationally? Are you seeing, you know, well, it, improve really, or is it worse or? Yeah. Oh, it's, well, I, from a historical perspective, and since I've been around for so long, you see enormous growth taking place in all the things that Linnea is talking about. Um, I mean, keep in mind that, you know, when I was getting started in all of this in the 1970s, you probably didn't have more than a couple hundred farmers markets in the entire United States. 
And uh, today, I don't know the exact number, but it's well, it's probably close to 10,000 across the country. Um, Linnea mentioned uh, gardens and schools. I mean, that's another thing that didn't exist. No, uh, you know, ironically, no school bought food for their lunch program from local farmers. Today, well over half of the public schools in America buy have some kind of farm-to-school program. Um, you know, there's been enormous gr- growth in every aspect of our food system. We didn't have such a thing as farm-to-restaurant. Uh, restaurants. I mean, the, the idea of eating local hardly existed at all. Today, it becomes a much. It's uh, it's just it becomes part of your life. Like Linnea saying, she eats a large percentage of her diet during the warm warm uh, season, and you know a lot of people do that. And so you know, that growth over time has been remarkable, and I think it tells a story in itself. And my second thought, which it relates to more recent historical events was is COVID-19. You know, what happened during that time, you know, only a little over three years ago now, um, you know, our food system was definitely under threat. Uh, farmers were unable to find markets for their food. Uh, food banks and food pantries were severely stressed by either not having enough food, the increased demand for food, Volunteers who they depend on a lot, unable to come to the um, to the uh, food bank and, and work. Uh, even stores, employees, restaurants, people getting sick, not being able to serve the public. All of us, you know, regardless of our means, were you know finding it difficult in different in various ways to get food. You know, this reminds us that you know we are in a vulnerable situation that. Our, the food system that we've come to depend on for decades, you know, isn't always going to work in the way that we want it to, and it's not always going to be there necessarily for us unless we are more mindful of it. And I think all those kind of vulnerabilities, those sort of cracks in the system, became obvious during COVID nineteen. And I think it gives places like Jamestown an opportunity to take a look at its food system and say, are we ready for? Um, you know, the next calamity, whatever it might be. Is our food system strong enough, resilient enough to be able to take on um, any surprises, any shocks to the system? Some of those might be weather-related. What about climate change? Uh, what about, you know, the, you know the, I'm sure climate change is affecting um, the availability of, you know, of, of local food, of the, impacting the harvest in your area in different ways. Um, you know, I think that preparedness is really important, and not just for emergencies, but to, you know, to be to be able to be, um, you know, more responsive to the needs that you have within your entire community. Which takes me back to what I was saying earlier about food democracy. I mean, the more citizens that are participating in your food system and looking at all these issues, the better prepared you're going to be, uh, you know, for that that next uh, shock that comes to the system. And when you're saying, you know, calamities and things like that, I mean, we have, we have our regular weather calamities that happen in Western New York, but like one thing that happened this past May was that there was a a couple days where there was a a freeze that happened in the Mm -hmm. middle of May. 
and yep. it greatly affected several counties in around, near us and in terms of grapes and mm-hmm. in specifically grapes and blue i think it was grapes and strawberries in chautauqua county where farmers lost more than 30 percent of their crops yeah. oh, dear. and uh and then our jason county was grapes and blueberries and so grapes uh, if you've heard of welch's grape juice and things like that i mean we that that's they started in chautauqua county and there's still a lot of people love vineyards and and uh growers who supply product for that company right. so right. yeah i mean so that there's an example where if you're looking even at a, a commercial um product that it, right. it greatly affects you know, in one way that yeah, people maybe don't think and it, about. It affects it affects those farmers, but it also affects the, I'm sure the local economy. I mean, if those mm-hmm. farmers you know are losing income, um, workers are being laid off. I mean, there's little ripples that that kind of run through any place as a result of some impact to a, a particular economy or part of your economy. A business, you know, businesses like farms, and I think also. And then what is what a Concerns that may arise around the availability of farmland, and what are the what are some of the stresses on on the on farming and farmland? You know, from say development, and um, you know these you, those are the kinds of things that can take land out of food production entirely, if not you know attended to. And and the point really is that all of us need to be aware of these things. We need to understand what the what these connections are. This isn't just a few farmers who might be hurt it could be the entire community and uh, we all sort of have that responsibility to share and um, you know in, in those with those in those circumstances but we also you know share responsibility for those events but we also uh, need to be aware of what those connections are and why they're important to us even if we're not farmers that's very true uh, when it comes to your visit here next week what what is being planned and i don't know if maybe who wants if linnea wants to explain what is coming with with mark winnie coming to jamestown what what are the events that are happening around this visit yeah so friday night is kind of the big community event um starting at 6 30 and that'll be hosted at st luke's episcopal church we can fit quite a lot of people in the in the building and so we're we're hoping that as many people can come as possible. It's a completely free event. Um, it was uh, graciously funded by the the city's downtown develop or downtown event fund, um, which is fantastic. So we appreciate the support of the JLDC and the city for that. Um, and so, really, you know, we're inviting any and all, even if you think that you don't have anything to contribute or or you think you're not interested in in food systems. Please come because. Your input is valuable, and you participating in in that is valuable to us and the community. And so Mark will be speaking, uh, and and I can let him elaborate on that in a moment. But uh, the first 100 individuals as well who register, um, you can register off of our Facebook page or website, um, will receive a free copy of uh, Mark's book, Food Town USA. And um, there'll also be a reception after his talk where you'll be able to kind of meet Mark, but also mingle with other community members. And we'll have a small panel of local kind of food systems uh, individuals 
um, who will be in attendance, uh, who will kind of be reacting to Mark's talk and and specifically and how it relates hyper-locally. Um, and we want it to be like, you know, casual and, and just an opportunity again to participate in that food democracy, which I really love that, that phrase, Mark. Um, and, you know, again, I hope as many people that come can come, uh, you know, people who love the farmer's market, people who participate in our community gardens, um, people who love downtown restaurants, um, people who just love to eat. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be trying to fill the house as well with some uh, important people too, elected officials, nonprofit leaders, people who, who, you know, we want to be in the room as well so that they can hear some of these ideas and, uh, we can kind of figure out as a community a way forward. And and Mark, do you want to give any preview of to what you plan to talk about, or are you really just more want to encourage people to come on on Friday, September fifteenth? Well, I think you know I'm going to be I'll be talking about um, ideas and places which I think will resonate with folks in Jamestown, but I I I think these will be experiences that people can sort of then build off of. Um, you know, this is really very participatory. We really want to hear from other people. Um, I mean, I feel I'm, I'm very grateful that I've been invited to speak to folks in Jamestown, and I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, I do have things to share, but I, I see it as an opportunity for other voices in the community to be heard and other ideas to come forth. And maybe, you know, if, if there's a chance to build something that will, you know, outlast or go, go beyond uh, the coming weekend, um, that weekend, it, that, you know, will hopefully put Jamestown in a much better place when it comes to food and their food system in the future. There's a lot of, from what I understand, and, and talking to Linnea and others, there's a lot going on in Jamestown now, and it's very exciting. And I, I think it's it gives you something to build on, and that's what I think Friday night is going to be about. How do we build on what's there? And, um, you know, I in my book, Food Town USA, which I'm, I'm glad that, you know, there's going to be a, giveaway on that you know so get there get there early line up and uh, get a free copy and uh, i'll even sign it for you which i think adds about 10 cents in value right away <laughs> um and that that will you know that but the idea the book itself has a lot of ideas so it features places some of which aren't too far from uh, <clears throat> western new york and um that, that you know might be might illustrate what can happen when people come together from all walks of life within a particular place and you know and and that they have ideas that they have experiences that you know they're working on maybe community gardens or farmers markets they're working in schools or they're working in restaurants food banks maybe they're you know concerned about um, you know snap and uh, child child uh, feeding programs in the schools there's so much going on there's you know there's health there's the environment oh my goodness there's the environment and um, you know climate change these are all the things we have to pay attention to and I think this forum on Friday is really going to be a chance to you know explore that in more detail and build something much better than what you have already and 
with the the weekend this is the friday is the public forum and i i had heard a presentation that linnea had done to the jamestown local development corporation there are some other things that you're doing that that weekend that aren't necessarily open for the public but are working toward all this goal with you know the food systems here and 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 the issues that we have here in jamestown are you able to talk about what else is happening behind the kind of behind the scenes i guess you would say yeah so and then saturday um this whole thing kind of really came about when luke at uh, st luke's approached me and said you know the the larger diocese of erie county of which st luke's is a part of is really interested in learning more about food and community and look to us because of the support that the church has given our programming Um, we didn't have a home and st luke's graciously opened their doors and i I do like to stress you know our programs are not a a religious program or organization but the church has really brought a sense of community to our programs that didn't exist prior Um, not only in terms of financial support but also volunteers and you know creating a again that wider sense of we can achieve this together and so on saturday there'll be quite a lot of individuals coming from erie county and and people who've been invited in chautauqua county who are community leaders um, primarily faith leaders but also you know a few nonprofit leaders um, elected officials uh, we're having some individuals come from the Seneca Nation who have their amazing, amazing uh, food sovereignty farming program at Gakuyo Farms. Um, and really the idea is to dive deeper into how we can build our community through community, if that makes sense, uh, and our food system through community. And so Mark will be facilitating another panel that day Um and uh, just, again, diving deeper into some of the things that we will explore on Friday as well. Uh, And then the hope is that we can get as many of those attendees to then come down and check out the market and really see what what we've been achieving in Jamestown. Um, I visited a lot of markets, gotten a lot of ideas, but I really think that our market is extremely unique. Um, We have a new vendor this year, George of Gustafson's Maple Farm. And I cold called him this year because we needed a maple vendor. And I I just begged him and said, please just try our market. And he said, you know, I've been to so many markets. I've given up on markets. I don't want to ever do another market again. And I said, you know, George, just please give me a chance. Uh, and so he's been with us since June. And last week he said, you've completely changed my mind about what a market could be. And that was like the best compliment that I've gotten in a really long time. Uh, and so, you know, I, I do know that we've achieved a lot in, in downtown Jamestown. We've, we've supported so many of our farmers and, and food system participants and, and growers and bakers and, and uh, you know, even prepared food vendors working with some of our, our migrant families. And um, my hope is that we can show other communities what we're doing and, and inspire them. But more than that, look at what we've achieved and use that as motivation to continue to achieve. And um, I'm just excited for the, the whole weekend in that regard. So. Right. And I have to admit, I, I've had a front row seat to a lot of how the market has expanded over the couple of years. And, and when we were talking about the pandemic, and Margaret, you're right, that, you know, in terms of how people access food, I mean, that's when we found out that, yes, you know, 
people who work in grocery stores are essential workers because people still need to eat. Right. And and our market was one of the very few events, if you want if you want to refer to it as an event, that was still taking place because it was out in the open and people could congregate safely um, as what with what we knew about COVID at the time. And so when it came to that community, I think that, you know, the market represented the one community activity that was consistent, at least through the pandemic. Um, even when other active, other events couldn't happen, when people weren't necessarily gathering in churches or elsewhere, they could still come to the market and get food and at least wave at people if they didn't feel like getting too close to each other. So, yeah, definitely. I I say that you know, COVID was was so extremely difficult for all of us. Obviously, it was something unprecedented for for our our world. Um, as Mark said, it unveiled a lot of kind of gaps in our food system, and we were not immune to that in Chautauqua County. Um, but the the silver lining, I guess, that came out of that is that many people could still attend the market. New York State deemed farmers markets essential, and we did have to change a lot about how we operated. Um, but I was so grateful for that because food is essential, and that's our main kind of function right like a lot of people do look at us as a fun saturday event which we are um but at that time our main goal was to get the food from the farmers to the people and like mark said a lot of our our farmers were suffering during covid they you know um a lot of them sold to local schools they couldn't do that anymore a lot of them sold to local restaurants they couldn't do that anymore um a lot of people were were scared obviously to leave their home and and visit farm stands um or or other places, and so um, having this space that was that was in the open and that provided a market for our farmers, um, we had our best year on record in 2020, which is so interesting to me. But um, you know, and and we were able to help people spend their you know PEBT benefits and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think it definitely led to our growth. Um, because it showed people how important we were, um, and we continue to be. Wow. Mark and Linnea, do you, either of you have anything else that you'd like to share about either the next week's events coming up or about about food systems? I think the um, you know, people should feel like this is an opportunity to almost imagine what the future could look like. Um, you know, to think about a vision, perhaps. Uh, you know, they should, they shouldn't, they should try to let go of any sort of fixed ideas that they might have, whether it's you know negative or positive. And you know, see there's a chance to come together as a community and and really think about what the future looks like with respect to food. And and when I talk again about the food system, it means that. You know, you can, you almost can think about anything, you know, within that framework. I mean, it's not just food; it's you know, the whole impact on a on a community, on downtown, on on our health, and on our environment. So, it's probably about you know the biggest thing you can think about, um, and still do something about, and still feel like you can have some influence. So, I think I think that's what this is. It's an opportunity to imagine. It's an opportunity to um, try to influence what's going on now, and it's an opportunity to try to build a future out of from what you 
have now and make it bigger and better. Yeah, I, I echo that completely. Um, and I say to, you know, like I said, so many people approach us with their ideas, and this is really the opportunity to see them flourish, bring them to life, and get community support. Um, and uh, there is so much going on, not only in Chautauqua County, but in downtown Jamestown as well. Um, you know, and, and to see, again, that growth, whether it's the market or, you know, I just saw, you know, the beer snob has been offering meals, uh, these amazing new hot dog dishes that have like mushrooms from the biodome on them, which is amazing to see, uh, you know, and um, it's just, you know, one example of, of things that are starting to, to flourish in, in Jamestown. And um, I am just excited to hear people's ideas um, and to offer them some opportunity to be a part of this because uh, it's it's been a source of such excitement for me for so long that I'm just excited to bring more people into the into the fold. And I would say that excitement and enthusiasm is definitely infectious. So uh, if, you're, if you're listening and want to come hear Mark when he speak, he'll be at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in the Undercroft uh, next week, Friday, September 15th. I think it was about 6.15, 6.30 p.m. Uh, be there and uh, have an opportunity to get involved with our, our local food community. Yeah, and grab a, grab a free book, which I always love. Love, love it. So... <laughs> Well, Mark and, and Linnea, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me this today. Thank you. Well, thank you, Julia. Appreciate being on the show.